0: everybody. Adam here with So Wizard Podcast. I'm sitting down with Lindsay Smith, who is the lead writer on Black Widow, Bad Blood. It's available on Cereal Box. How you doing, Lindsay?
1: I'm good. Thank you, Adam, for having me.
0: Yeah, thanks for taking the time. I'm really excited to get into this. Uh, But before we do get into Black Widow, I kind of like to start at the beginning. Um, What was your introduction or your path into storytelling and creative writing?
1: Um, I was always the kid who was, uh, writing in her notebook in class before, um, or rather when I should have been paying attention. Um, <laughs> okay. So I just, uh, always has been my passion. Um, I, I wrote a couple of young adult novels. Um, and that's when I actually, after those were first published is when I met up with, um, the head of Serial box. So they were just starting out as a company and I was. The, ended up being the showrunner and lead writer on one of their launch titles, The Witch Who Came In From the Cold. Um, so I've been working with Serial Box pretty much from the beginning. Um, I've worked on, this is my third Serial uh, Box serial with them.
0: Wow, that was a, uh, a nice break in the beginning.
1: Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, and I really enjoyed just the whole process of working with them. Um, Just getting to work with so many different creative people, um, creating neat new stories that you can't really tell just on your own.
0: What were the uh, YA novels that you did?
1: Uh, My first novel was Secret um, and its sequel, Scandal. Um, Those were historical um, sci-fi about psychic Russian spies, teenagers who were being forced to spy for the KGB with their psychic powers.
0: Also, Black Widow's right in your wheelhouse.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, my background is in Soviet history, so yeah.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, so when you're writing a story, whether it's with your team with Serial Box or on your own with your YA novels, what's your favorite part to get into?
1: Um, gosh, it's always, my favorite parts are always the ones that I'm not currently working on. I kind of <laughs> romanticize about the other parts of the process, but um, I think ultimately drafting that, laying down that first draft, it's kind of terrifying, but also really freeing because, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect and you can come back and clean it up afterward. Um, So you kind of can just do whatever you want there and um, try not to stress too much about what the editing process will be like on it.
0: Okay, that's cool. You do all your own editing, well, at least for your first couple drafts?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I probably go through at least uh, two or three drafts before anybody else gets a look at it.
0: Oh, okay. Um, so you mentioned that pretty early on, you got, um, not teamed up with, uh, you started working for Serial Box when they were just starting. What was that process like? Because they were kind of forging new territory by bringing back the radio drama.
1: Yeah, it was really fascinating. Um, but it made perfect sense, you know, and this was, um, I think, like around 2014, 2015. And... Um, there were was just this great opportunity to tell like episodic storytelling. I really loved the appeal of that because I mean I love binge watching TV shows. I love reading um, web comics that are serialized and so on, and um, being able to tell that with other creative people and the way that we were all able to come together in the writers' room. Um, and see, I'd never been in a writers' room type experience like that before. So seeing how the creative process. Um, works out when it's you and three or four other writers all with these different ideas um, that your strengths really end up kind of bolstering each other as you're hashing out the story. And they come up with these amazing things that you wouldn't have thought of otherwise. Um, it's really fun to see how that works.
0: That is a cool process. And I, I did want to uh, ask more about that. So um, since you brought it up um, when you started with Serial Box, did you start as a lead writer? Cause you were kind of one of the first ones through the gate.
1: Um, they had brought me on, I think, because of my background with uh, Cold War history in Russia, and um, in part because that's what the project was that we were working on, the witch who came in from the cold. So I ended up developing, um, developing that concept with Max Gladstone, because um, it's a Cold War spy serial, only with the added element of witches and magic and the occult happening underneath the surface. Um, so it was, pretty, it was a pretty natural project for me to work on. And I ultimately came into the showrunner lead writer role because I was the one who fleshed out um, what we call our series Bible, which was where we charted out, like here's how the magic system works, here are whoever the key players are. This is kind of the format that we want to follow along. um, And that's this nice little manual that we were able to hand to all of the writers that we brought on board.
0: Oh, that sounds really interesting. So you got to do all the world building up front and kind of establish the rules.
1: Yeah, and it was so nice to have that to refer back to, um, even if we did end up changing some of the things. And then that's the kind of the lead writer role on the front end, and then the back end is once everyone's turned in their episode drafts, is kind of going through it all and making sure it still fits the arc that we were wanting, um, but the continuity is still there and everything.
0: So as the lead writer and showrunner, you're also something of an editor where you have to make sure it's a unified voice. Is that the right impression
1: yeah yeah it's kind of a little bit edit- editorial more kind of directorial is um, the way I see it because I don't really get into the nitty-gritty line editing as much um, though I do a little bit of that it's but it's more kind of making sure that we're following the vision that we had laid out in the writer's room
0: that's really cool it sounds like a, uh, a huge job to take on
1: yeah <laughs> it can be a little time intensive but it's really really fun
0: uh, well, I was also going to ask how you got involved with Black Widow, but it sounds like based on your history and your novels and the first cereal box thing you did, it was kind of a natural progression.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean, I have always been a Marvel fangol- fangirl too, so that doesn't hurt. But um, <laughs> yeah, and I've always worked in um, Russian foreign affairs, um, and then my background was Soviet history. Um, it was a very natural fit, and that's one of the reasons I've always been such a fan of Black Widow. Um, just because I love the way that she kind of has throughout her history as a character uh, kind of charted in in a lot of ways kind of the pop culture view of Russia or the Soviet Union depending on the time frame you're looking at and um, the development of kind of that Cold War spy genre.
0: How did you, um, not how did you get involved because obviously you're working with Serial Box and they knew you would have it but was it like, hey, we might be doing a Black Widow series or, hey, we have an agreement with Marvel, what would you like to do? And you said that one's the one for me or did they say, hey, we have Black Widow, would you like to?
1: Um, just because I've been working with them pretty much from the beginning, I still have you know, a decent friendship relationship with the, one of the co-founders of the company and he, he knew what a huge Marvel fangirl I was. So the moment that they were in talks, he said, just in case this happens to pan out, Lindsay, just let me know what you would kind of be thinking potentially, maybe if this happens to work out, don't get your hopes up. Like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to get my hopes up, but I'm going to get really excited. <laughs>
0: so, so you were on yeah. board before there was something to get on board with.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm, And Black Widow is absolutely my number one pick for that.
0: <laughs> That's really cool. Um, well, being such a long-term fan and with Black Widow maybe being at the height of her all-time popularity with the insane success of the uh, Marvel movies, was there an intimidation factor stepping into that?
1: Oh, absolutely. And um, especially because in the MCU, you know, prior to Captain Marvel coming out, there really wasn't any lead female characters aside from Black Widow. Um, And we wanted to really be sure that we did her justice um, because she means so much to so many people, especially a lot of girls and a lot of women. Um, and we wanted to honor her legacy, um, but also take her um, slightly in a new direction because she rarely does get written by a female team. Um, and we were able, lucky enough to put together an all-female team for this. Steelbox um, really trusted us in, um, they trusted me in picking some amazing authors to get to work with us and developing the story and so on. Um, and we just wanted to we wanted to do right by Natasha was kind of our overarching (laughs) (laughs) principle
0: that makes a lot of sense and it, it seems to me that there's been fan clamoring for a black widow standalone movie for years before they finally announced it um yeah was your cereal box project intentionally released when the movie like around the same time the movie was supposed to be
1: uh, no, actually, we were going to stagger it um, in the opposite direction than it was currently. And then we it, it got flipped um, when the movie was delayed, obviously, because of the global pandemic. Um, they said, well, we have this opening now because we can't do the theater release. Do you guys want to bump up your release date? And we said, oh, that sounds terrifying, but let's do it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Did that change your, uh, your workflow a lot? Like you had to really... Down. There,
1: there was a bit of a crunch, yeah, but it all worked out in the end and I'm really, really happy with the way everything's turned out. Um, mostly, I'm really appreciative that our wonderful um, audio narrator, Sarah Natachini, was able to accommodate us in her schedule with the increased production speed.
0: That's really cool. You know, I never would have guessed the, the logistic of that because it's it is the same world, but obviously you're not telling the same story. Right. So, with so many stories and so many takes on the character, was it a challenge for you and your writing team to forge a new path without uninventing the past and finding your version of Natasha's voice?
1: Yeah, and we, we one of the first things we did when we came together for the season's the story summit is what we call it, where we get everyone physically in the same room for a long weekend of hashing out what we want the season to look like, uh, the very first thing we did was kind of sit around and talk about what Black Widow means to each of us um, to kind of really pin down what our interpretation of her character was going to be like. Um, but one of the great things too with the format that we have with Serial Box is because in comics and in movies, you don't really get that internal um, voice the same way. That you can in prose. Um, so being able to get inside Natasha's head and literally hear her thoughts and how she's planning out what she's doing in the moment and so on, um, that was a new avenue that really hasn't gotten explored with her character before in prose. Um, so we kind of got to forge that ground for ourselves. Like, what does Natasha sound like when she's inside her own head? How does she think things through and so on?
0: That is a very cool angle to take, especially with a character who's in some ways leading like a double life.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And um, kind of getting to go inside her head for the thought process as she's going through, um, through some sort of espionage plan, um, you know, whether she's infiltrating infiltrating a secure area or um, trying to get information out of somebody or whatever the case may be, we get to see kind of her side of what she's playing at. So that's really fun.
0: Before you did uh, this project, what was your favorite Black Widow or Natasha Romanoff story arc?
1: Ooh, Oh, that's tough.
0: Or is that um, a loaded question?
1: <laughs> yeah, that is. <laughs> I do. I really love all the arcs in the comics of her um, with Winter Soldier. Um, those definitely have to be some of my favorites. But um, yeah, they're, they're all really phenomenal. I love all of the Natasha <laughs> stories pretty much.
0: Was it your choice to include Winter Soldier into this series?
1: I definitely pitched for it, yeah. Um, Because another favorite character of mine. And I think the way that they play off of each other in terms of um, kind of these two sides of what it was like um, working for the KGB, Hydra, and the Red Room, um, they kind of really show a really interesting approach to it. And then looking at Natasha, who, even though she didn't necessarily have a choice to go into it, she still kind of was in control of her own person to some extent, whereas um, the Winter Soldier had absolutely no choice in anything and doesn't barely even remembers his his time as a brainwashed super soldier. Um, So getting to play them off of each other and kind of that shared past for them too, gave us a lot of really interesting character moments to play with.
0: This is a little bit out of order, but I was just thinking going back to the beginning, it sounds like you started writing pretty early on in your professional career, but you also have a history in you know, Cold War history and everything. What came first?
1: Oh gosh, um, that's hard to say. I think I started studying Russian as a language in school like uh, in sixth grade or so on. I was very fortunate to have that opportunity. Um, so yeah, probably around the same time, I've always really been interested, particularly in Russian history and language and culture.
0: That's cool. I was just curious because it's very specific.
1: Yeah, no, I know it is.
0: (laughs) It's it's cool. It's interesting. And now you have this whole, you know, uh, quiver of story ideas that not everybody's walking around with.
1: Right, yeah. And um, I mean, that's definitely my passion. Not everything I write has to do with the Cold War, amazingly, but um, definitely my favorite thing to go back to. And there are so many unexplored stories there.
0: That's very cool. So Black Widow, uh, Bad Blood is currently available on Serial Box. I believe it launched late April.
1: Yep, that's correct.
0: And it's coming out week to week.
1: Uh, yes, I believe we have a mid-season break where there may be two or three weeks, possibly more in between um, the first half of the season and then the second half. But yeah, other than that, every week there's a new episode.
0: And did you have to have the whole thing done, completed, edited before episode one dropped? Or did you just have like a very strong outline and are still churning it out?
1: Um, I think we were about 90% done by the time episode one came out, which is... it's oh,
0: pretty safe.
1: Was, I found pretty typical for the cereal box cereals.
0: And is there any talks of like a uh, season or story two or chapter two, however you would say it?
1: Um, we haven't gotten there yet, but fingers crossed.
0: And I'm guessing you would be on board if, oh, if given the opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's awesome. And I, I know Cereal Box has done some other Marvel projects. I wonder if maybe they'll do their own uh, kind of crossover one day where your writer's team will meet with another.
1: We definitely joked slash not so joked about that before. So <laughs> yeah, who
0: knows? <laughs> Exciting and intimidating. Hmm. Uh, well, is there any other projects you might have in the works or in the back of your mind that you'd like to get out there?
1: Um, yeah, my next novel actually comes out this October from Penguin, um, Penguin Young Readers, and that is called The Shadow War, and it's, um, it's actually not a Cold War story. It's a World War II historical fantasy. Um, I'm liking it to a mix of um, Stranger Things meets *Inglorious Bastards, um, so teenagers in the woods of Nazi Germany drawing on dark powers from an alternate universe to try to fight against the Nazi regime.
0: I mean, I think you sold the movie rights right there. That sounds awesome.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs)
0: Um, Okay, well, do you want to tell people where they can find uh, your work? Obviously, Black Widow, Bad Blood, since that's what we're here to talk about, and where to find you online?
1: Yeah, um, serialbox.com is, I always have to spell it out for people when I say it, (laughs) S-E-R-I-A-L. That's where to find Black Widow. And you can find me on Twitter, um, most social media, at Lindsay Smith, DC, L I N D S A Y.
0: Okay, well, Lindsay, I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, it sounds awesome. I read the first couple chapters of Black Widow. It's, it's really good, and it is Black Widow, uh, even though it's not a comic format.
1: <laughs> thank you. I'm glad to hear it.
0: <laughs> again, thank you. This is really cool.
1: Thanks. Thanks so much for having me.